Hey, my butterflies, it's your girl, Lita Bell, joining you again with another podcast. Today, I am going to be in the book. Let's sing the song. Where do you want me at today? Where do you want me at today? Where do you want me at today? I will be in the book of Matthew. And I will be in... Uh, I will be in the book of um, I gotta put the pages. Chapter five, starting at the. 43rd verse. This is a, a devotional Bible on why you get to do activities and all of that stuff. So, chapter 5, starting at the 43rd verse um, in the book of Matthew, the beautiful book of Matthew. And it says, love for enemies. And it says, You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be sons of your father, who is in heaven, for he makes the sun rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rings on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brothers only, what are you doing more than others? Do not even the tax collectors do so. Therefore be perfect, even as your father who is in heaven, is perfect. Going on to chapter 6, and it's talking about teaching, about charitable giving. And it says, be sure that you do not, uh, be sure you do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Therefore, when you do your charitable deeds, do not sound a triumph before before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogue, in the streets that they may be honored by men. Truly I have said to you, they have the reward. But when you do your charitable deeds, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, that your charitable deeds may be in secret, and your father who sees in secret with him will himself reward you openly. And then it goes into the Lord's Prayer before that it says when you pray you should not be like the hypocrites for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the streets corners that they may be seen by men truly i say to you that they they have their rewards but when you pray enter your closet and when you shut your door pray to your father who is in secret and your father who sees and sees in secret will, will reward you openly but when you pray do not use do not use vain repetitions as the heathens do, for they think that, yeah, for they think that 
they will be heard for their for their uh, thought, y'all. Do not use vain repetitions as the heathens do, for they for they think that they will be heard for their much speaking. Do not be like them, for your father knows what things you have need for need of before you ask him. Therefore pray in this matter manner. And it says, Our Father, what who is in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debt towards. And lead us not into temptations, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. I had <laughs> I looked at this prayer I was like, oh, this sounds different from what I say. Um, so I had to say it how I say it. How I was taught to say it in by the King James Word. This is um the book of the modern English um version and it's produced in the King James tradition. But it's this book gives me um understanding but I always go back to the King James Version, but I do my studying in this book because it's like it breaks it down for me to understand. And that's okay. And sometimes I go to a children's book, coloring book, hey, team special over here. Okay. So we're gonna go back. I had to put my little thesis in um to the fourteenth verse after the Lord's Prayer. And it says, For if you forgive men for their sins, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men for their sins, Neither will your father forgive your sins. And it goes on into teaching about your fasting. And it says, Moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance. For they disfigure your faces, so they may appear to men to be fasting. Truly I say to you, they have their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and watch your face, so that you will not appear to men to be fasting, but to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And it says, Treasures in heaven, do not store up yourself treasures on earth where a moth and rust destroy where these break in and steal. But store up the but store up but store up for yourself treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroy, and where these do not break in and nor steal. For where your treasures is, there will Will uh, there will your heart be also now? Excuse me, y'all. I'm reading because I do have some speech defects. Okay, teen disability. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but that's okay. I'm still gonna get this word out and encourage. Um, then we're gonna go on to assess where it says care, and I'm gonna script down to um. The 20, uh, 25th verse, where it says, Cure and anxiety. It says, Therefore I say to you, take no thought about your life. You will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what will you put on. Is not life more than food and the body than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. For they do not sow, nor do they reap, nor gather into the barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much better than they? Who among you, by taking thought, can add a cubit to his statue? Why take thought about clothing? Consider the lilies of the fields, how they grow. They neither work, nor do they spin. Yet I say to you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not dressed like one of these. Therefore, if God so clothes the grass of the fields, 
which today is here and tomorrow is thrown into the oven. Will he be, will he not much more close you? Are you of faith, of little faith? Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, for your heavenly Father knows that you have need of all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be given to you. Therefore, take the, no thoughts about tomorrow, for tomorrow will take thought about the things of itself, significant to the day in the in ebb. Significance to the day is the trouble, therefore, thereof. And it says... Um, it says, um, judging others, judging others in chapter seven, and it says, judge not that ye, that you be not judged for what, uh, girl, calm down and you're reading. I gotta slow down, y'all, get excited. And when I get excited, my words is just, they, I be seeing they, they ain't even there. <laughs> so it says, in chapter 7 it says, Judge not that you be not judged. For with that judgment you judge, you will be judged. And with the measures you use, it will be measured again for you. And why do you see the specks that is your brother's eye, but do not consider the plank that is in your own eye? Or how will you say to your brother, Let me pull the speck out of your eye, when the log is in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of out of your brother's eye. Do not give what is holy to the dogs, nor throw your pearls before swines, lest they trample them under their feet, and turn around and attack you. And it says, um, this is my last one, and then I'm going to go into um, um, one of the devotionals in, in the Bible. Bible I have. And it says, Ask, seek, and knock. It says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks is received. He, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, it will be opened. What man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a snake? Or if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will you give your father who is in heaven? Give good things to those who ask him. Therefore, everything you would like men to do, you do also to them. For the law is the law and the prophets. And then we're just going to go um, um, to a devotional. I like this spot because it gives you places where you can write notes, ask your questions. Um... And then it has devotionals and all of that. And so it says in devotional, it says, Forgiveness is a life choice. It says, Our Heavenly Father is loving, merciful, and gracious towards all of His children. We have done nothing that is meriting of His love. Even so, He faithfully extends forgiveness, liberating, liberating each of us from our depth of sin. And He asks us to, to return to be merciful and gracious to those who have sinned against us. Jesus says this, for if you forgive men for their sins, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men for their sins, neither will your Father forgive your sins. 
If we do not forgive the offenses of the people, then our Heavenly Father will not forgive our sins. This, is a, this does not mean we are to look for an apology from the wrong door, nor do we keep a running checklist of wrong directed at us. The option to forgive is done before any violations has developed and with no anticipation of an apology or repayment forgiveness is a lifestyle choice. Um, and I, like I said, I love this Bible. Um, and um, when I went to the store, I was just looking for some devotional books. I love reading. And um, I, I just instantly, instantly, I like, ooh. This is something I need. Like it's a spirit led um one Bible. And um I'm just seeing if it's any more devotional thing on y'all. But I just knew this Bible was for me and I love it. Um and it says, um another one says walking in peace. And it says walking in peace with others is often challenging. You cannot always avoid strife. Sometimes you must confront it. Get it out in the open and try to come to some term of peace. Jesus taught the importance of choosing to live in peace with others. He said, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. He expanded on the importance of being a peacemaker when he said, Blessed are you when men revile you and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be very glad because great is your reward in heaven. For in this matter, they persecute the prophets who were before you. God can heal our relationships and make peace possible. And it says, study each of the points below, which can help you consider how much of a peacemaker you are. And now, and give you important considerations for becoming the peacemaker God wants you to be. And then it just gives you the list. Um, it can help you too. So I'm just going to read some questions and you know answer your free time it says one listen to relationships in your life that have been attacked by conflict and strife list the relationship in your life that has been attacked by conflict and strife number two it says it's possible you are to blame at least partially for the problems in some of your relationships however it is also possible you're being victimized by someone else's strife think carefully and prayerfully about the causes of Christ and these relationships. Write down the hard to, hard to face truth you discover. And then it says, three, it says, think about a recent disagreement you had with someone. Then prayerfully consider the principle for how to disagree agreeably, which are listed below. Which of these principles could you have applied in the situation in order to keep peace with other persons explained? Show each other respect. And then it says, um, okay, yeah. And then it says, four, it says, magnifying the positive characteristics, characteristics in a person in a good way to a better relationship bridge. List some of the positive characteristics of a person with whom your spirit strife with. And it says, five, describe a situation when you felt responsible for changing the opinion of another. What was the outcome? Now, suppose you were able to rewrite history. Describe the situation you had just mentioned, but change the details to respect and honor the other individual's opinion, while still remaining true to your own feelings and opinions. And six, it says, sometimes we look at a person's faults. 
for so long that we no longer see his or her strength. Is there a um what's that word? Non non marital relationship in your life that is similar? Breaking points. Spend time in prayer asking the Holy Spirit to give you insight on how to handle the divisions. Write how you sense God is leading to deal with the situation. And then that prayer it says when you you know, list all the questions, it um answer all the questions, excuse me. It gives you a prayer. And the prayer says, I commit says Dear Lord, I commit and allow others the freedom to hold their own opinions and to make their own choices. I trust you to mold and shape others into the people you want them to be. Help me to be a peacemaker in my attitude, body language, and facial expressions. Please give me the grace to be gracious and positive in all my relationships. If some of my relationships are at the breaking point, show me how I might gain fresh perspectives of the people involved. Help me to see the positive in everyone around me and, and help me to speak in a positive manner. Even when, even when I must bring correction. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Have a little soul in that. Um, That's why I love this book. Because it gives you time for questions and just everything that you need to know. Um, and then, trying to get everything. Um, Oh, that is devotional that I can read to you. Because it, it just helps people, you know. Never know what someone's going through. You never know who needs encouragement. And I love devotionals. It's just, I love reading devotionals. Um, here's another one. This is the first page of the Book of Matthew, the devotion section. And it says, as a woman, we have many responsibilities to our husbands and children, as well as our jobs, ministry, and other activities. One time I made a list of major goals for every area of my life, which I then began to pray over expecting God to give me the seal of his approval. Instead, I felt his spirit prompting me to elevate, evaluate my list in light of eternity. Only two things on my list had eternal significance. Building my relationship with God, imparting eternal things into people, my discovery line, with what Christ told us to do. And the two greatest commandments, to love God fully and to love our neighbors as ourselves. While my other goals relate to family work and ministry, important, yes, but they could not become the driving force of my life. The point of Matthew 22, 37, and 39 is that we cannot serve God with a divided heart. Obe- obedience begins in the affections, and when your affections are set on God, you won't be, you won't be pulled in, in different directions. If you put God first, he will instruct and empower you to do what he, to do what he requires. As you as you read Matthew's gospel, Matthew's gospel, I encourage you to resolve to love God with your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. God will set your priorities, and the fruit you bear will last forever. Okay, okay, we get some learning tools that day about you know loving our neighbors, treating our neighbors right, learning how to treat the enemies, and loving them, and you know all sorts of good things, y'all. Um, I'm just trying to find some devotionals, cause you know it's devotions where it's at. Just for some encouraging, but the word is encouraging enough 
it yet the short is um but today i'm just going to be focusing on at the scriptures for you guys read um and now we're just going to do some devotionals but if that's it then i can read um something in the book of songs because that's so encouraging um when you feel like this encouragement is setting you know that the book of songs is just i just said a beautiful 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 passages with scriptures it's just like phenomenal like oh my god excuse me about the turn of the page is flipping um but just getting all the devotionals okay it says under the wings it's another one um it says under the wing, under his wings, it says, "When you picture a magnificent, uh, when you picture a magnificent flying bird, it is usually not a chicken that comes to mind. I never seen a chicken betrayed in flight. Many eagles, but no chickens." We quote the scripture from Isaiah forty thirty one that talks about being born up with the wings of eagles or the wings like eagles. There is a difference, however, between being in on his wings and being under his wings. The promise of Psalms 91 and 4 does not elaborate on the flying wing, but on the sheltering wing, one indicates strength and accomplishments, while the other denotes, denotes protection and for mortality. I can't pronounce that, y'all. Forgive me. Okay, clap. <laughs> when you imagine the warmth of a nest and, his, and the security of being under the wings of the nurturing love of a mother, him with chicks, it paints a vivid picture of the sheltering wing of God's protection. That is a promise refers to this, to this passage. The Lord gave me a velvet picture of what it means to seek refuge under his wings. My husband Jack and I live in our country. In the spring, our old mother hen hatch, a brood of baby chickens. One afternoon, when they scattered all over the yard, I suddenly saw the shadow of a hawk overhead. Then I noticed something that taught me a lesson I will never forget. That mother hen, hen did not run to those little chicks and jump on top of them to try to cover them with her wings. No. Instead, she squatted down, spread out her wings, and began to cluck. And those little chickens from every direction came running to her to get under those outstretched wings. Then the hen pulled her wings tight, pulled her wings down tight, tucking every little chick safety, safely under her, under her to get to the baby. To those, to those babies, the hawks would have to go through the mother. When I think of those baby chicks running to their mother, I realize it is under his wings that we seek refuge. But we will have to take, but we will have to run to him. It is up to us. And that mother hen did what did what was mm, all that mother hen did was to cluck and to expand her wings to tell her chicks where to come. These verses in Matthew show the paternal hovering side of his protection. And then it says, Notice the contrast between God's willingness and our our, our unwillingness. He wanted us he wanted against he wanted his wanting against our not willing to. He will against our would not. What is amazing analogy to show us that he he offers protection. And we do not accept. We don't accept. Um, y'all gonna excuse me about language, y'all. 
I'll be reading fast and that's one thing. Like I can read solidly and be like, um, no mistakes. But when I read out loud, my words get twisted, crumbling, and I was like, oh, calm down, girl. It's getting good, and my word be coming out if in every way. But even with that, the trick of the enemy comes out and makes me want to stop. But I said, no, I know I got reading the fake problems and all that, but I'm still going to get this word out. Do you hear me? Mm-hmm. I'm so not going to share the good news with other, pe- other people. Whether how bad I sound, I'm going to do the best that I can to the best of my ability. Okay. Um, <laughs> um Let me see. Um, let me see, let me see. I don't know if this is it, y'all, but we gonna, we gonna see. I think that was the last of the devotional on this. They have so many Bibles like this with, um, devotionals and all the scriptures and all of that. And it's just like, man, um, they have so many Bibles like this. Um, but this is a spirit-led woman's Bible. I'm getting another one soon um with more teaching and i just love reading the word of the lord um just seeing what he has to say and yeah because when i think back on the way back on the way back that bible will be closed but it's just you know now that i got god in my life right and fully it's just like i want to see what the lord has to say I want to see the good news that the Lord has to say, even the warnings that God has to say, even the things that are coming, what God has to say, because it's just, it tells a story. It just tells a story, and it tells a happily ever after at the end. You know, there's something, like, so phenomenal at the end. It's a happily ever after. Uh-huh. It's a happily ever after at the end when God has sent upon those clouds and you know, Gabriel blows that trumpet. Oh, and we see King Jesus face to face. That's a happily ever after. I don't know about you, but oh, I got something to look forward for. If all the healing that I don't get on this side, I know I shall get it on the other side. And I want to hear my father say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Oh, my God. So it's just like I got something to look forward to. See, this this earth is just temporary. But my heaven, heaven is just forever and ever and ever. Where no more death, no more sorrow, no more pain, no more sickness. And we will receive the crown of life and just being in the garment and just, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. A brand new body, brand new name, just in peace and harmony and love and just, woo, angels rejoicing around us. And it's just like, what a day, what a day, what a day of rejoicing. It will all will be, you know, when this life will be no more. Oh my God, woo. And see that new Jerusalem ascent. Ooh, what a day. What a day. What a day of rejoicing. What all will be. It's like that song says, When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. Okay. When we all see Jesus, we will sing and shout for victory. When we all get to heaven what a day of rejoicing that will be when we all see jesus we will sing and shout for victory oh when we all 
get to heaven. What a day of rejoicing that'll be when we all see Jesus. We will sing and shout for victory. Mm, that's the old time songs. I love them. Mm. Um, but just for some encouraging words before I let you go, I just wanted to come on here and do some encouraging scriptures and devotional readings and things like that. I think we left off um in the book of Psalms. I would come back on, but I never did. I apologize for that. Woo woo. But um, I think we left off at. Psalms 130, um, Psalms 130, starting at the first verse, and it says, From depths I called you, uh, from depths I called on you, O Lord, O Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive in the songs sound of my supplications. If you, O Lord, should keep track of iniquities, O Lord, who shall stand? For there is forgiveness with you, that you may be feared. I wait for the Lord. With bed as breath, I, I wait. I long for his word. My soul waits for the Lord more than watchmen for the morning. More than watchmen for the morning. Let Israel wait for the Lord. For mercy is found when the Lord with him is great redemption. For he shall redeem Israel from all their iniquities. Psalms 131, it says, Lord, my heart is not haughty. My eyes are not raised too high. I have not shriven for enormities, for things too wonderful for me. I composed and quieted my desires, like a child given suck by his mother, like a child who sucks is my desire within me. Let Israel hope in the Lord for now and forever. Psalms 132, it says, O Lord, remember David and all his, of his affliction, how he swore unto the Lord and vowed unto the mighty God of Jacob. I will not come into my house, nor go up to my bed. I will not give sleep to my eyes, or slumber to my eyelids, until I find a place for the Lord, a dwelling for the mighty God of Jacob. We heard of it, I can't pronounce it, it with an E, I can't really pronounce it at all. But, Lord forgive me. Um, it says, we found it in the fields of Jar. We will go to his dwelling place. We will worship at his footstep. Arise, the Lord. Go to your resting place, you and the ark of your strength. Let your priests be clothed with righteousness, and let your godliness, godly ones shout for joy. For the servant David say, Do not turn away your anointed king. The Lord has swore with a sure oath to David, that he will not turn, turn from it from the fruit of your body. I will set a son on your throne, if your children will keep my covenant and my testimonies that I shall teach them. Then their children shall also sit, Upon your throne forever. For the Lord has chosen Zion. He has desired it for his dwelling. This is my resting place forever. Here I will dwell for it. I have, have chosen it. I abundantly bless her provisions. I satisfy her poor with bread. I will also clothe her presence with salvation. And her godly ones shall shout for joy. There I will make a horn sprout for David. I prepare the lamp for my anointed one. His enemies I will close with shame, but on him his crown will shine. And I'm going to read one more, and that is Psalms 133. And it says, Behold, how good and how pleasant is it for brothers to dwell together in unity. It is like precious oil upon the head that runs down on the beard, 
even Aaron's beard, and going down to the collar of his garments, as the dew of harmon did descend upon the mount the mountains of Zion. For there for there the yeah, for there the Lord has commanded the blessings, even life forever. Okay, just one more, one more, because I got the sound it off right. It's a Psalms one thirty four. It says, Come bless the Lord, all you servants of the Lord, who by night stands in the house of the Lord. Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. May the Lord who made heaven and earth bless you from Zion. And the word has already been blessed. I'm from Matthews to skipping over to the Psalms I've read and it's tired. The word's already been blessed. Hallelujah. Um I put some sense of humor in that, right? I don't believe in being still. I like the like the um hello fun. Hello hello fun. Um but um I just wanted to I'm gonna see if it got a devotional, which I'm pretty sure they do. In the book of songs. Okay. Let's see what songs um because I know when I started reading this, I probably did some devotional morning. Bear with me. Okay. Then we're going to just turn on off. It says, mining the greatness. It says, precious metals and precious stones are, are embedded in rocks and have to be extracted. Metals especially don't generally appear in the nature of their, in their pure form. Shafts and tunnels are cut into the earth. The rock is curled and then smotted with heat to remove the dross from their ore. It is a difficult, tedious process and it takes time and effort for the results. However, are certainly worth the effort to tap those precious veins beneath the earth. And so, in, in the same way, our children's gifts are sometimes buried deep. It is up to us to mine the gifts in them, extract it, and allow it to be shaped and polished to be useful in the building of the kingdom of God. The effort requires selfless dedication on the part of, a, of an investment of time and finances. But it's, but it's one that pays lifelong dividers in the life of your child. What, yeah, what God is showing you about your child? What traits is your child expressing? What most interests or truths him? Is he outgoing or in perspective? Is he intellectual or athletic? Is he artistic, creative, mechanically minded and good? With his hands, and what are the dreams you have on, on the inside for him? Do you have, do you have a knowing deep inside about his life? Has God given you glimpses into his future? What do you see when you pray for him? I believe it's my job to find who God made my child to be. What particular path have he set for him? What unique about his, what is unique about his personalities, gifts, talents, and aspirations? How do I help find the life God has already planned for him? What is God's purpose for his life? And how do I train him up to accomplish his life? In Psalms 139, 13, 16, says it, is, says it so beautifully. You brought my inner parts into being. You wove me in my mother's womb. I praise you for you made me with fear and wonder. Marvelous are your words, and you know me completely. My friend was not hidden from you. When I was made in secret and enticedly put together in the lowest parts of the earth, your eyes saw me unformed, yet in your book, book of all my days were written before any of them came into being. 
He knows our past and has already written them in his book. I don't claim to be an expert in child rearing, but I'm an expert in raising child, my child, just as you are an expert in raising your child. The fact is no one knows your child better than you, and your child grows and develops his gifts and talents will be more obvious to you than others, anyone else. I firmly believe God shows parents from the time their kids are small what he is invested in in them. He shows us their bent and our job is to dig deep and find the depth of the gifts and callings spread inside. It is important we know not to it, uh, it is bit uh, it is important we are not too busy or distracted with life to see what God is eager to reveal to us in each of our children's each of our children. Okay. Um, that was just a uh, devotion about, you know, maybe if you had got children. I know when I have kids in the near future, you know, I, I want to, you know, help my child the best way I can and just give my child a better, a better life than I, than I had. Um, I want to, you know, my God, my, eh, if my kids have dreams and and gifts, you know, you know, I'm going to respect that dream. I'm going to respect that gift and just pray over them and, you know, um, give them what they need and just let them be that self as long as they're in a respectful manner and just let them, you know, explore the world, like, just explore their being, explore, um, just being their unique self and you know not competing to to be like someone else i want them to be their self and be outspoken and just be beautiful beings like that god created them to be and just have a good life and just explore 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 and just express their feelings like i don't want my child to be emotional i don't want my child to be depressed i don't want my child to you know not have a dream not have a goal I want my child to always come to me and, you know, to feel like they're safe and explore, like, themselves and just express themselves openly. Um, and, you know, that's what it's all about. Even as I'm an adult, you know, I want to express myself the best of my ability, honey. Um, <laughs> you know, whether it's my music and my drawings or my the writings that I do, you know, I express myself in that way. Um and I, I just love writing poetry, I love writing songs, I love writing books and stories and plays and just theater and all of that. And just, you know, just expressing. It just goes for children, it goes for adults too, express. And just open your mouth and express yourself because it's beauty. It's so much beauty. And just expressing yourself and just being a child of God and just being unique and yourself, first of all, yourself, like be yourself. It pays a difference when you just be yourself. Like you don't have to copy someone else to to fit in. If they can't accept you for who you are, they ain't your type of people. But just be yourself. It's beauty and all of that. And so when we go back into the book of Matthews, it talks about you know, the enemies and just how to be good to them, you know, forgive them and love them. And, you know, um, it's just beauty and forgiveness. And like I said on my last podcast, there's some people that you can't, for, I mean, you can't, I'm about to say, the devil is a lie. You can't forgive. Yes, you can forgive. 
but you don't have to allow them access to you any longer. Say hi, how you doing? There are some people that you can go back to, meaning genuinely, you know, if they're really sorry or if it may be you, you know, that has caused this. You know, some people can, you know, eventually work out, but then there are some people that you know, that you know will never change, that you know they're like this and they just will never change their actions. You stay away from the people, okay? But this is just talking about forgiveness and just forgive and love and and just express, okay? Um, and then in the book of songs, um, it's just it's so much encouragement. I can't even give in 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 details about the book of songs because the book of songs is just there's mm, one word encouraging. It's just encouraging. I could go in the book of songs all day, and I love the book of Proverbs too. I'm gonna go into that too soon. Um, but I just wanted to come on here and just um, give you some encouraging insights and in scriptures. Um, and until next time, I want you to be blessed and just to know that I love you. I'm so proud of you. Always reading from you, rooting for you each and every day. And always, always, always remember that God's love is the best love to ever have and to receive. And remember to always, always, always to empower it for it. It does make a huge difference. It does make a good impact. And it does speak your character of yourself when you help others when you give to others without looking for nothing in return and just it's just all about positive if you're not positive i i suggest you get on the positive narrow way because positive is what it's all about and it speaks the it just speaks the fruit that you bear you know um so just grease your way to empowerment it really does look good on you i know it's sure enough look good on me honey and just have a fabulous fabulous day in jesus name um, there's nothing, and I mean nothing, that you can ever, 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 ever do to make me stop saying smooches to you. I want you to have a fabulous day now, butterflies. God bless you. Peace on the journey.